Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Pooley podcast, A View from the Vic. Uh, my name's Joe Nicholson, filling in for Rich this week. And as ever, I'm here with our Hartlepool United writer, Don Skoyer. Don, how are you? I'm all right, Joe. Nice, nice to have you here. Uh, first time on the Pooley podcast, so welcome to yourself as well. You must be looking forward to a free weekend as well this weekend. Yeah, it's a rare one. It's been so so busy, uh, well, relentless really all season, and it's it's nice to have a free weekend off. Uh, pools two week gap before the play Chesterfield live on BT Sport um, a week on Saturday. So yeah, all good. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that later in the podcast, and as ever, we'll be discussing uh, Pools' big win at the weekend, uh, the latest fixtures and transfer news as uh, Pools push for the playoffs, and it was a. A big win at uh, on Saturday, a 7-2 win over Wellstone. Uh, as ever, you can uh, take advantage of our subscription offer. At the minute, it's 25% off our sport-only package on the Hartlepool Mail website. So go onto the website to check that out. And as I mentioned before, Don, a massive win at the weekend for Hartlepool. 7-2 win over Wellstone. What were your thoughts on, on that game? Well, I think it goes without saying a 7-2 win it was an excellent performance from Pools for 85 minutes at least. They were relentless, ruthless, clinical, whatever you want to call it. Um, just getting forward, scoring goals. Characteristics that Pools, to, to be honest, in my opinion, haven't really shown enough of this season despite the position in the league. They're still sit top of the National League um, while we're recording this at least. And they tend to create a lot of chances um, this season, but seem to come away with maybe narrow 1-0, 2-0, 2-1 wins and never really punish teams and put them to the sword. They've had two 4-0 wins earlier in the season, but those have been uh, 4-0 against Stockport County, where Stockport had two players sent off and they beat Maidenhead 4-0 as well right at the start of the season. But Maidenhead probably created as many chances as Pools and it could have easily finished 4-4. But at Willstone on Saturday, they really sort of put them to the sword, dominated Every time they went forward, they looked like scoring. And I think um, I was doing the radio commentary at the time of BBCTs and I pointed to Resorts coming back into the side um, as a big influence behind that. I think he's quickly becoming one of Poole's most important players just with the energy and the work rate he brings, which everyone knew, but he started adding goals on a consistent basis to his game and he got two on Saturday. And for me, people point to players like Luke Armstrong, top scorer, Jamie Sterry, a few others, probably almost shoo-ins for player of the season. But for me, Resorts is certainly quickly emerging as a dark horse in that category. I think he's been exceptionally good pretty much since December, since he's got a solid run in the side. And Resorts, alongside Richie Bennett, his former teammate at Morecambe up front, who again has been a revelation really since joining on loan from Stockport County. Those two uh, in the first half in particular set the tone, uh, put Pools 3-0 up, two goals for Bennett, uh, a goal and an assist for Oates, and gave them a platform in the second half to really sort of express themselves, uh, run riot and um, put Wildstone really up against it, which they did brilliantly in that second half, scored four more goals and typically in, in Pools' fashion, two very good goals from Wildstone in the final well, few minutes really, last kick of the game pretty much uh, made it 7-2 and before that a very good solo goal, sort of took some gloss off the scoreline for Pools to come away with maybe a tinge of disappointment which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing because it, it keeps the standards high, those two goals will maybe be 
on the back of players' minds, opposed to if they win 7-0, it's, it's a perfect result, really. And not the complacency would stick, um, become a factor, but when you're sitting on a 7-0 win for two weeks, um, at least 7-2, I'm trying to uh, see the bright side of it, um, at least when it's 7-2, it's a bit of a reality check and gives them something to work on over the next two, two weeks going into Chesterfield the week on Saturday. Yeah, reading Dave Chandler's comments afterwards, he was he seemed quite disappointed that they conceded those two goals at the end. But at the other end of the pitch, as you mentioned, Richie Bennett with with a hat trick and it's been an incredible impact that he's made, hasn't it? Really, and what's the kind of situation with him now because he's only on loan from Stockport. Yeah, it's it's a slightly frustrating one because Richie Bennett, since he's arrived from Stockport, we couldn't have asked for any more from him. I think he arrived with stiff competition to try and get into the side with the likes of Luke Armstrong, Resorts up front, scoring goals. And when he came in, I was sort of questioning where does he fit in? He certainly gives another option, but um, he's certainly, the past few games, became almost the main man up front, taking the reins um, off Luke Armstrong a little bit, or taking the pressure off Luke Armstrong a little bit, probably a better way to phrase it, and be uh, become that focal point up front um, for Pools. And he, for me, I don't use this word lightly, but I think in National League terms, at least, he's sort of a complete forward in the fact he's he's good in the air, he's powerful, he's got a good passing range, works really hard. He was dropping deep on Saturday at Wailstone, bringing players into the game. And for a big man, six foot four years, he's not slow either, he's quite quick. And you, you can see that with uh, his reaction for his second goal at Wailstone, where he reacted quickly, showed a good acceleration and put the ball in. And um, I think three goals and assist on Saturday, First hat trick um, scorer for Pools in the National League and first in any league since uh, I think Roy O'Donovan in 2010 against um, Southend, I think it was. So he's got five goals now, two starts he's made, two substitute appearances, really helped give Pools something different up front. And um, his goals have, have made the difference for Pools. Scored late, late on against Bournemouth and Notts County, helped them get important points. And then obviously the hat trick. Uh, at the weekend, so he's really helped Pools almost extend their lead over his parent club, Stockport, in the table. Now it's just a case of seeing what happens with his loan in the coming weeks. I think, unfortunately, um, with the Weymouth game getting moved later, which we'll come on to, I think he may have played his last game for Hartlepool. I could be wrong, and I hope I am, but Stockport can recall him from 29th of April and Pools don't have a game between now and the 29th of April. So um, logic suggests really that he could be on his way back to uh, Stockport County, signing off with a hat-trick, a great way to sign off. And he almost becomes a bit of a cult player for Pools this season, just the impact he's made in such a short period. I think the one hope we can have is Pools' next game is against Chesterfield. Then after that, it's Bromley on the bank holiday Monday Two teams who are in and around the playoff places competing with the likes of Pools and Stockport. So the only hope you can have is maybe Stockport go, let Pools stay strong with Richie Bennett and um, give them a better chance of beating the likes of Chesterfield, Bromley, and uh, keeps the gap, sort of a decent a decent gap between Stockport and those teams at the low end of the playoff picture. So, because Bennett really, he's, he's going to come back to Stockport and is he going to get in the side ahead of Paddy Madden, who they've spent big money on arriving from Fleetwood? Probably not. Um, so I think really 
Pools. Yeah, Richie Bennett may have played his last game for Pools, and I think Stockport um, realistically probably will be thinking ambitiously, thinking they can catch Pools. And the longer Richie Bennett is at Pools, the harder it's going to be to do that. So I fully expect the competitive nature is going to kick in, and um, Richie Bennett will be back at Stockport probably sooner rather than later. Is that the feeling that you're getting as well from speaking to Dave Chandler that, that Pools are preparing for him to go back to Stockport? They brought in Danny Elliott last week, another striker as well. Yeah, um, Chandler actually said that Danny Elliott signing would have happened regardless of Richie Bennett's situation. He, he was looking for someone with a bit of pace up front and Danny Elliott sort of fit that mould. I think Richie Bennett, speaking well, speaking to Dave Chandler, he certainly was, without saying it explicitly, was... In the instance Richie goes back, he kept kept saying that and sort of, I think the writing's on the wall a little bit. It would be stupid of Stockport to keep him at Pools any longer, given the impact he's made. As I say, they may keep him at Pools for the bank holiday weekend if they, if they feel nice, I don't know. But um, realistically, I think Dave, Dave Chalner probably knows better than I do and he sounded like... Um, was speaking like Richie Bennett would go back to Stockport, certainly before the end of the season, which is um, alone technically runs too, but Stockport do have that recall. So I fully expect that to be triggered. Mm. When you mentioned there that Pools' next game is now on that bank holiday weekend against Chesterfield, the reason for that is because this weekend's game against Weymouth has now been rearranged for the final game of the season. That's going to take place now on the 29th of May. Any surprise that that happened in the end, Dom? No, I think it's it's been on the cards for a long time, ever since Dover declared that they would stop playing this season all the way back in February. So Pools would have played Dover at Victoria Park on the final day in normal circumstances. And given that there's an odd number of teams in the division this season with Macclesfield folding at the start of the season, that left Weymouth without a game on the final day. So it was Pools and Weymouth both without a game on the 29th of May, and as it happens, um, Pools was originally scheduled to play Weymouth this weekend. So logic sort of has prevailed, and the National League have made the decision to move uh, the fixture to the final day, all teams kicking off at the same time. Also gives Chan, um, Pools fans the chance to return to Victoria Park for the first time this season, which is great, particularly if we're talking about a potential I don't know, title game or at least guaranteeing a, a playoff place, hopefully a top three place. Because, I mean, it would have been awful if Pools were, say, a point clay, clear um, going into the final day of the season, which they wouldn't be playing, and then they're just sweating over other results. So it's much better, all teams now kicking off at the same time. It's uh, probably just not ideal that they found out this late, uh, the news coming the Tuesday before the originally um, scheduled fixture on the Saturday. So they've already trained for two days, almost thinking that the, potentially they could be playing at the weekend. So it's a very late call. They were initially told that um, a decision would be made, a certain decision would be made last week. They've had to wait till, well, yesterday to, to find that out. So understand where we're, we're maybe digging the heels a little bit, um, which is well within the right to do. I mean, they've got not, no advantage of travelling to pools on the last day of the season, playing in front of the crowd. So um, they've sort of maybe dug the heels a little bit and went, well, it's the originally scheduled fixture. So thankfully, the National League have finally taken charge and, and sorted it out. It's just a case of better late than never this time, which is sort of typical of the National League. 
Yeah, I mean, it does seem a lot fairer for all the teams to be playing at the same time on, on the final day. I think that would be a bit weird if if one team weren't, especially if promotion was, was up for grabs. But it does leave this scenario now that Pool's 15 games unbeaten. They're the form side in, in the division. So would, could this kind of halt their momentum a little bit, having no game this weekend? Yeah, I was speaking to a few Pools fans on Twitter about that. And I can certainly see that argument when you've just won 7-2, you're 15 unbeaten. Would have been a home game against Weymouth at the weekend. They've won 11 of the last 12 at home. So when you're in that sort of form, you probably want games to come around as quickly as possible. So now they're looking at two weeks without a game. By that time, uh, Pools will be playing Chesterfield on May the 1st. Very likely that they won't be sitting top of the National League anymore. Likely they'll be probably third due to Sutton and Torquay United, who only sit a point behind Pools in the table, both playing two matches. Uh, realistically, they've both got better goal difference than Pools. You'd expect them both to at least pick up a point over those two matches. So um, what it will give is a slightly clearer picture as to where Pools stand um, in a week's time. Uh, Pools will no longer be in a situation where they've played two and three games more than all the other sides in the playoff picture. They will have played more or less the same amount of games. Sutton will still have a game in hand, but it gives a more realistic view. And I think it's just a case of common sense prevailing. Okay, two weeks without a game, it gives them the chance to recharge going in a, into a very quick turnaround in games on the bank holiday where they're playing Chesterfield on the Saturday, then a long trip, a very long trip to Bromley on the Monday. So it, it, they need all the rest they can get, really. And um, I think, like I was saying, it, it was common sense. And to have fans back is a huge bonus too. And if they hadn't have played on the 29th of May, and had finished in the top three, um, maybe getting ahead of myself slightly here, but um, it would have been a three-week gap between the final league game at Sutton and then a potential playoff semi-final, which for what would be a playoff semi-final Pools' most important game in 14 years, really, in terms of uh, promotion, uh, having a three-week gap is a long time in football to go without a competitive game. So it's a sensible decision. It's one the manager wanted, um, Trust Dave Chandler knows a lot better than I do or any fan does. So I do see I do see the point um, where you have got a bit of momentum, but uh, and you don't want to be really taking two week breathers um, when you're in in that sort of form. But I think it just makes sense all around, and it logic has prevailed for me. Hmm. Um, so there's no game this weekend, but there is a deadline for registering players. We're recording this on. On Wednesday, the deadline for registering players is, is on Thursday. So can we expect any more movement from pools regarding bringing players in? Well, I was speaking to a few people today and it has been fairly quiet this week. Um, I spoke to Dave Chan on Saturday and he was saying um, potentially three three new players could come in. Um, it's been quiet so far. Um <laughs> Knowing Pools will probably announce a signing as we're speaking, but um, realistically, I'd expect maybe at least one arrival before Thursday night. Pools have been targeting goalkeepers for a while ever since Ben Killip's injury. They need that cover, I suppose, with uh, Henrik Ravas currently in goal and then Brad Young, who's just 18. Um, if anything happens there, they sort of want to be covered. So a, a potential uh, short-term signing for a goalkeeper, I'd expect, and uh, they also want cover for David Ferguson at left back. They don't have an, another left back in in the squad. So if, if David Ferguson were to get injured, they would have to sort of mix things up really. So any signings they do get, I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking. It would just sort of be as, as cover to add depth, cover um, 
all eventualities reduce risks if you if you know what I mean and um so yeah between now and the end of, the, end of tomorrow evening so I'd expect at least a goalkeeper potentially a left back too and Dave Chandler was suggesting with the Richie Bennett situation um potentially another striker as well so um it wouldn't be the end of the world if they didn't bring anyone in it just leaves pools slightly vulnerable that if they were to get another injury particularly to someone like Ferguson or Henrik Vavas um you'd sort of fear for them slightly but it wouldn't be the end of the world like I say mm. yeah well, hopefully Pools can do a bit of business before their final six games of the season and then potentially the playoffs after that we've we've talked about the fans potentially coming back for the final game of the season we also had some big news on Wednesday as Pools announced their season ticket prices for next season we were hopeful that fans can be back in, in the ground for next season and it was positive to kind of see preparations for next season getting underway quite early wasn't it Dom? Yeah I mean I think they've gone sale 10 o'clock on Thursday morning which is great to see just being on the front foot being a bit proactive in planning for next season I think last season for obvious reasons the season ticket situation was was very difficult um, they were offering tickets not knowing sort of when the season would start or whether fans would even be allowed. So they couldn't really offer any incentives or anything like that. This season, they've, they've offered an early bird, um, seen the return of that. Regardless of what division pools are playing in, you, um, they've reduced the season ticket prices for the, that early bird ticket. And uh, that runs, I think, from tomorrow until May 14th. So that could potentially be really good value. And then you've got, um, hopefully... As many fans as possible for the for the first game of, of the new season, which will, fingers crossed, be back in League Two. So, for, as far as this season is concerned, then we've got six games left to go. What's your kind of gut feeling at the minute? Pools top of the National League, but that wouldn't be the case if Sutton and Torquay win their games in hand. What do you, how do you see the rest of the season unfolding? Yeah, I think, like you say, the pitch will probably be a lot clearer in a week's time when Sutton and Torquay have played those games in hand and uh, most of the teams in the top seven, top eight, will be playing twice. I think Wrexham are the only one who play once. Pools aren't playing at all. So we'll have a, a slightly clearer picture on where Pools stand. And I, I was um, talking about this last night and I think something uh, that I got from it, it's almost ingrained in the mentality of football fans in the North East, uh, whether it be Pools, Borough, Sunderland, Newcastle. There's always a bit of underlying cynicism that good things just can't happen to to us, to uh, these clubs. Something is bound to go wrong. And it is a little bit of that at pools, but this season there's certainly been a belief there. And Dave Chalmer and his players deserve huge credit for that because um, it's something that's been lacking at pools for such a long time. It's 14 years since, since the last promotion uh, from League Two to League One. So if I'm being totally honest, I think... Uh, Sutton United and Torquay will probably catch Pools. I'm looking at the run-ins now, uh, the point behind Pools, and uh, they've both got, for me, in my opinion, there's no easy games in the National League, but they probably have slightly easier run-ins than Pools, even though they've they've got more games to play. Um, so looking at the top eight sides, um, I think Pools, at the moment, are probably the best team in the National League, but I think the games in hand for Torquay and, and Sutton will probably give them the slight advantage. So best case, not the best case scenario, but a realistic scenario, maybe a minimum target for pools should be to get a top three finish, finish third or second, 
playoff semi-final. You're going into a game in good form at Victoria Park and looking at the top eight sides where Torquay, Sutton, Stockport, Notts County, um, Halifax, Chesterfield, they've beaten all those teams this season at, at, at one point or another. And I think Wrexham, the only team they haven't beaten in the top eight, even though they've played them off the park twice, just being unfortunate not to get a win. So from Pools' perspective, they've really got nothing to fear if, if they do get a playoff game. And I certainly wouldn't bet against Pools, particularly if they got a top three finish, a second or third place finish. So personally, that's how I see things going. Maybe a playoff semi-final at the Vic and then, it's a bit of a lottery. Who knows what can happen? But Pools will have the momentum, the belief, having beaten most of the teams in the playoff places so far this season. Um, they could still finish top of the league. I wouldn't I wouldn't write that off. And particularly if they're top of the league in a week's time, it's unlikely. But if they are, then I, I'd back them to go all the way. But like I say, that's that's a big if. Mm. Well, it would certainly be something to look forward to, wouldn't it? The playoff games, obviously, we won to to win the league and go up automatically, but with with fans back at the ground, I think it would be a would be a good occasion, wouldn't it, to uh, kind of welcome fans back with the playoff games, especially if pools can be uh, successful. Well, that's all we've got time for on on today's podcast. Dom, thanks a lot for for joining us and enjoy your your weekend with no game this weekend. Uh, we'll uh, have as ever. We've got our subscription offer on the Hartlepool Mail website, where you can get 12 months for 25% off on all our Hartlepool United and Middlesbrough coverage. Uh, Pauls, as we said, don't have a game this weekend, but we'll be back in action on Saturday, the 1st of May against Chesterfield. That's live as well on BT Sport. We'll also be back next week with another Pooley podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>